Okay, who wants to tell us what we covered last time? Uh, <laughs> Paul no, Bob's no, face. no, because then we'll end up in a fucking city under a city. I guess I'll start. Go do it, Paul. Uh, all right, so um, we kind of talked about separating the city into either boroughs or islands or something like that. And we talked about distinctive areas, and the ones I can remember off the top of my head were Tim with his Indian um, kind of mystic area, you know, Native American type area with the showboats, not showboats, but like gambling boats and stuff like that. We had a forest, kind of a wooded area, either not necessarily a forest, but a park, a heavily wooded park that was possibly near a like a college district slash religious uh, district with lots of old uh, gothic-y type buildings. Um, we also had a Little Asia area that was um, you know, that, that had influences from a lot of different Asian cultures. We had, of course, we had our Escape from New York type prison uh, island or city that was connected via bridge to the to the to the greater uh, area, and um, inside that city or you know th- th- that city had some type of mystical or otherwise element that would depower uh, its citizens, and that's why it was used as an island. Whether it was an intentional thing or it came with the island, we, we kind of, you know, I think one of the things that was said was we should leave it up in the air. There was a there was a captains of the industry area where the high-tech uh, district kind of stood up, stuff like Star Labs, Cadmus. That's right, that's right. And we also had a, just a general central city area. It, then we had a block or so that had been damaged during the course of a battle that was still recovering with possibly a, a little tent city where people were staying while it was being rebuilt. And we did uh, mention having a underground Molochs area. Molochs, that's right. But it wouldn't be a city under a city. No, that's stupid. Yeah. It is, no, it is kind of like a camp. city under there, though. It's self-sustained. I mean, I, I think it should be self-sustained. You know, there's a, a, a populace under the city, but not necessarily like underground skyscrapers or anything. And, yeah, not a city under a city, more like a suburb under a city. A village under the city? <laughs> <laughs> what about like what about like they 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 make their homes in like these ancient ruins underneath the city? Look at that. Brilliant. That could even be tied in a little bit with the mystical element that keeps that island from, you know, that keeps that island depowering people. Just saying. You're going to get yeah. the city bit by bit, aren't you? <laughs> just just <laughs> away. Well, if we're going to throw ancient ruins or ancient, you know, buildings under the city, you know, I mean that that kind of, you know, it, it could tie in. It could be cool to explore. Tim has some homework he wants to share. Oh, crap. I, 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 I got, got it done. It's just a lot. Um, Did you dog so, eat it? No, no, no. It's it's right here. I got it. Um, the, the, and now it's going to be history with funny books with sandboxing. Um, 
In, in uh, that general area, the New Jersey, Delaware area, the original Indians had a general name called Lenny Lenape. Spell that. Uh, uh, L E N I, and I'll send you the I'll send you the text file, but it's L E N I L E N A P E. Which L E N E P E A P E A P E. Thank you. Which meant real men. Um, And there were three distinct tribes. The one that I think most fits into New Jersey area, and I had to do a little bit of guesswork, but that one was called – please hold. Uh, See, I screwed this up. Oh, there it is. I got it. I got it. It, They were called the Ulan Chitigo. I'll, I'll spell that one too. It's U N A L A C H T I G O, and that was people who lived by the ocean, which is kind of why I think these are the ones that are actually from New Jersey versus Delaware. Um, the difference in the tribes, um, generally speaking, was where exactly they were. You know, if they were in Delaware, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, stuff like that. Um, and. Oddly enough, another fun fact is that the Un Alachitio, whatever, the Unis, um, <laughs> the the difference between them and the other Lenny Lenapes now is that the uh, the Lenny Lenape tribe that's actually recognized in New Jersey right now doesn't doesn't have uh, there's no gambling. Mm-hmm. They they won't let it happen by their by their tribe. So this other separate tribe. That took the old name um, is actually trying to legalize gambling, but they're not recognized yet. So, anyways, the the short story is they got pushed just like other uh, other tribes got pushed. And there's a really cool story about William Penn's son being a complete dick that you guys can read about. But in any event, they finally found most they finally found themselves in Oklahoma, where most of them got uh, kind of enveloped into the Cherokee Nation up until uh, very recently. Which kind of – and you know, in recent times, they've moved back much like the idea that I had where they they came back to their old land. So oh, I was so that's who I was thinking. I, we could either use the general term Lenny Lenape uh-huh. uh, or you, you know, so it's easier to just slang him as Len Lens or whatever. <laughs> but uh, the Unalachitigo tribe is the one that's kind of the one that I think actually kind of strangely – both historically and now, kind of fits our little fantasy world. So, there you go. Very nice. Wow, you are much better at homework than I am. (laughs) Um, I also sent out a list of some of the more common names, too, because I know Paul had mentioned maybe using a, or I don't know, maybe it was Jonathan said maybe we should use an Indian name for the town. So... Hmm. Hmm. You know, well, I'm just thinking because you know I'm on Wikipedia, you know, the source for all of my knowledge, and you know it, it kind of matches what Tim was saying. In 2004, the Delaware of Oklahoma sued the state of Pennsylvania over land loss in 1800, kind of like you know they they kind of fought to get their uh, land back. Paul, are you fact checking, Tim? Yeah, I'm, I don't believe it's <laughs> But fact-checking him on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm, I was interested in his story. He inspired me to learn more. 
Either that or you're like, let me find out how much she's full of shit. Yeah, fucking liar. <laughs> well, I didn't use Wikipedia. I actually went to the tribe's uh, website. But, but, oh, but, school. Oh, face. <laughs> I did real research. <laughs> for a minute there, Tim, I thought you were going to say, I went to a library. <laughs> I was waiting for football. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> 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 no one goes to a library for anything but comic books. So, uh, what do you guys think about that? Is that the tribe that we want to adopt? Sure. Yeah, that works. Excellent. Uh, works for me. Nice work, Tim A. To say, after all that research, you damn well better be the tribe. <laughs> oh no, we could have, we could have, for your previous dicky moves, been just like, no, it doesn't really work. Uh, <laughs> not really. Not really what we're envisioning. That uh, name just isn't dark enough for me. Yeah, it just. <laughs> <laughs> How closely do we want to keep to their history in terms of uh, of uh, you know when they left the area and when they came back? As much as it serves the story, it could be changed and whatever's going to work with with the uh, with the story and the setting. I think. Yeah. Basically, Keep the good we, stuff, drop the shitty stuff. Yeah. We're as historically accurate as we need to be. <laughs> I actually like the real story. The the the, the Quakers kind of effed them in the A pretty hard. <laughs> and I was kind of thinking there'd be some racial tension, so that would definitely explain why. Okay. So, uh, my opinion. So they get screwed out of their lands back in 1800, right? Is that what, it's, uh, what you said? Uh, accessing. Please hold. Yeah, sorry. I don't know the exact date, uh, but that sounds about right. 1653. Uh, okay, in 1737, William Penn's son Thomas tricked the Delaware Indians out of 1,200 square miles of land in the walking purchase. Which I'm kind of encompassing in New Jersey and the Delaware. It's kind okay. of into one. Um, basically, the and I'll get to tell the story. The the chief uh, made a deal with William Penn's son that they could have as much land as a man could walk in three days. But William Penn's son had, you know, before that hired runners. Um, so he had a bunch of ringers, huh. and so those people ran so that they got more land. So they screwed him out of more. What a bastard. Yeah, so that so was 1737. Okay, 1737. And yeah. so um, for game terms, you know, we have all the, the Indian casinos and whatnot. When did these guys come back? And I know Jonathan's saying, well, whatever works for the story, but we're kind of determining what the story is. So uh, how fresh do we want this to be? I mean, have they been there five years? Have they been there 10 years? Have they been there 20 years? They came back in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. In leather. And you know what? Despite the change in times, they never lost that late 80s, early 90s style. Well, and, and the reason why I ask is, you know, if it's been 20 years, maybe the bloom's off the rose a little bit. You know, maybe it's not as shiny and new as it used to be. And, and I'm just saying they still tuck their denims into their boots. <laughs> <laughs> into their stone, their stonewashed jeans into their boots. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it's the 90s. Okay, so y'all comfortable with that? Yeah. Okay. All right, so before we leave the neighborhoods and whatnot, and uh, Paul, you did a nice job 
describing what we had there. Um, you know, we have, you know, the, obviously the prison area that we've spent a lot of time on. We had the supernatural area that is touches those Indian lands or is those Indian lands uh, in which the riverboat casinos are located around. We have the Central Park forested sort of area, the destroyed blocks where maybe there's refugees, uh, a Chinatown or Asian district. We have uh, additional islands in that river, um, specialty shops, college district, and cathedrals that touch on the park area, a super science uh, downtown business district, and uh, it's things are located up on the East Coast. So... Any other type of neighborhood that we want to add before we leave the geography of our city? Anyone? Anyone? Hmm. I can't think, think of anything. Yeah, I think we've kind of covered all our bases. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that nobody thought of something while we were away and wanted to, to add. Okay, so I'm gonna... oh, oh, Asgard, floating over. What about a monorail? I like the idea of that. Or I keep going with a monorail. monorail train yeah something like that yeah but not a not a subway because that you know that would that would be running all through the city under the city i understand (laughs) i'm thinking i like it would get in the way of the ruins yeah a subway would get in the way of all those ancient ruins under the city (laughs) yeah yeah the historic society put the nicks on that so they had to put up the monorail i don't know i just like the idea of zipping up around above it that'd be kind of cool you know, as kind of you said as long as I played City of Heroes, that's ingrained in me. So I like the idea of the monorail. That's how you get around uh, in that. I'm with Wayne. Okay. So I was thinking, like, did you guys? If geez, like, I need to ask you this. Well, except Jonathan, Batman Begins, and they had that yeah, train yeah, yeah. that kind of you know was you know above the the city. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, it's not yeah, a monorail; actually, it's more training. Before- before City of Heroes, that's what I thought of was was that monorail. Well, first thing that popped in my mind was Simpsons, but after that was City of Heroes. All right. So, uh, anything else for the city? Oh, oh, oh. Um, and I don't know if it fits into any one of our previous areas, and if you guys don't like it, shoot it down. Because um, I, I, I was thinking about this since we last spoke. Um, some type of carnival along the water kind of like a coney island type area you know it's heyday Ooh, it's done i like it yeah i do too i like it maybe a lot. it's even maybe it's even closed down yeah in fact i was thinking you know something either closed down or should be closed down <laughs> <laughs> and that's not really a district more like a feature but i like the idea of it being along the water like coney island it's like a boardwalk kind of thing yeah it's a super villain hideout under the city no i'm just kidding you guys are making fun of where I live. <laughs> That's where I get my heroin. Okay, I was just going to say, are we going to talk about power structure within the city? Yeah, later? yes, we okay. yes we are. Okay, I'll leave that for later. Okay, so uh, I want to I want to revisit. We don't have to decide tonight, but I want to revisit city name. We had a couple of names out there: Kingsbridge, Mystic Island, Stonewater Falls, uh, Knightsbridge. Has anybody thought of any additional city names? Have you fallen in love with the city name? Do you hate a city name? Talk to me about city names. I was thinking, I kind of came up with this after we spoke last time. Okay. Rain, uh, I was thinking maybe Rainsboro, and it could be either Rain, R-A-I-N, or Rain, R-E-I-G-N. 
I guess it works either way. What about R-A-Y-N-E? That works too, honestly. I like that one. Any other thoughts? Lots of them, but none that are appropriate. <laughs> one, of the, one of the Indian names was uh, Lehi, or Lehi. Uh-huh. And the the terminology meant corruption at the forks, which I thought was kind of cool. Spell Lehi. L-E-H-I-G-H. Just, yeah. Huh. Like you'd think it would be. Yeah. And you called it <laughs> corruption at the forks? That's what it, That's what the terminology means, yeah. Anybody feel strongly about any of these yet? I like no. Rain Sparrow. Let me run through the list. Kingsbridge, Mystic Island, Stonewater Falls, Knightsbridge, Rainsboro, and Lehigh. Well, everything but but Rainsboro feels like it would be more appropriate to be a place within the city rather than the city. Like a neighborhood? Yeah, like if you're like, oh, I'm going down to Kingsbridge or whatever, like okay. that sounds like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Lehigh would probably be a great name for the park. Mm-hmm. So uh, do you guys want to select Rainsboro? You want to keep thinking about it? What would you like to do? I'm okay with Rainsboro. I just wish it was spelled like the actual rain, R-A-I-N. A, A. A? A. <laughs> B. <laughs> See? See, I don't think they can keep that up. Uh, apparently not. They've already lost it. I was done after B. Yeah. Everyone else was like, what comes after C? Shit. Yeah. H. <laughs> um, I, I, I can honestly say I'm not, I'm not honestly more enthused about one spelling over the other. I know we kind of need one. Well, let's decide if is Rainsboro the name we want for the city. Yes. Okay, that's one. Yeah. Two. I don't have a strong feeling, so I'll vote yes. Three. Yeah, I can get behind it. Okay, so we got Rainsboro. So we can resolve the spelling later, but at least we have a name now. Okay? And then we'll we'll reserve the rest of these names for, uh, like, neighborhoods and what all. What spelling doesn't Tim like? Because I'll vote for whichever one he doesn't like. Son of a... (laughs) (laughs) so we had three ways to spell it rain like rain falling from the sky Uh rain like the reign of a king r-e-i-g-n or rain like i guess someone's yasha character (laughs) r-a-y-n-e i could also get behind the rain like reign of a king just so he's not like rain yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Like reign of a king. <laughs> well, close to that because it fits with kings and knights. Uh huh. True. Yeah. That's, that's a good compromise a- over the Inuyasha spelling. I'll, I'm down. Okay, so reign like a king. Yep. Excellent. I'm so pleased we have a city name. Look at that. Yeah. Well, and okay. now we have like a city theme too, because the different districts can be named. Similarly to like King's Bridge or yeah. Knight's Bridge or whatever the hell we Knight it wasn't Knight's Bridge it was Knight's something right yeah and it's got to drive the uh, the you know Indian natives uh, you know crazy with you know the European conqueror themed names <laughs> you know hey there you go yeah. story fodder right that's there. right right there right there we hate the name we're killing all of you guys because we <laughs> hate the name. 
Okay, uh, so right, right on. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, is that rhetorical? No. Okay. Yes. Yeah, good. <laughs> okay, so Tim, did you have some thoughts around uh, city power? I, I didn't really have a thought. I just thought we needed to to develop it. We need to know who's running this place. Like, you know, at least up front. Let's not start with City Hall. Let's talk about uh, what kind of factions you have in town. You know, because, you know, two things that we know that, that, that there are most likely is, you know, there's political power in the city. Uh, you know, the mainstream political power that sits there at City Hall. And then you also have some kind of power uh, within the walls of, of the prison city. Right. So let's talk about uh, let's for, for for the sake of starting the conversation. Let's talk about what other types of power there are, there might be there. You know, gangs, uh, activists, that kind of thing. You know, I know how overly cliche it is, but I really like the businessman who's secretly running a crime syndicate. That oh, you know, out in public, he's respectable, but he's really running the show. Yeah, and he's super fat and white and bald. <laughs> That's a cliche. It's a stereotype. <laughs> Stereotypes are based on truth. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, like the the kingpin type character. I like that idea. Okay. Um, now, as far as like the power districts in uh, Little Asia, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep calling it Little Asia until we can come up with something better. Well, I figured that would be run by like uh, a gang like the Triads, right? Yeah, I was thinking gangs. Maybe you know multiple gangs, you know, vying for power. If we if we are truly going to incorporate multiple nation not nationalities, but you know multiple yeah Asian nationalities into it, you know, you could have you know Triads versus someone like the um, Yakuza. Yakuza. Yeah. Bam! Look at that. I like it. Kind of like an old world, new world type thing. And then the math nerds? Yup. Yeah. <laughs> They're called mathletes. <laughs> the sad thing is we just talk about all these gigs. I keep thinking of mystery men and the disco boys. <laughs> yeah, don't write that down, Aaron. Uh, it's it's we down. Could, Please we don't. Even have, we could even have a Vietnamese gang, and they're called the Ho Chi Men. <laughs> wow that's great okay write that one down <laughs> <sighs> good stuff you know it's I have to push it even over the top they could be led by a woman called the Ho Chi Mama ooh I like it <laughs> no, I not- like it no she's got no <laughs> No, but that that's like her title, not her name. You know, and then like all the grunts, they're called the Ho Chi Men. But like she would have actually a cool name, but the Ho Chi Mama would be her title. And she's the head of Ho Chi Men. <laughs> I can't believe we're still going with this. <laughs> hey, we're we're fleshing out some really great shit right here. No. You only all right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all of us at least read an issue of Atlas. I could picture it being there. All right? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Right, so. <laughs> so beyond so the Asian gangs, 
Um, are there Native American gangs? Uh, well, I, did, I, I didn't don't, see that. I don't think the Native Americans should be. I think. I mean, I think they've got their own power base, you know, dockside, right. but I I wouldn't see them being fractionalized. Okay. I'm thinking it's much like the actual tribe where you have a chief and a, you know, maybe a tribal council and stuff like that. Okay. And let's see. No, hold on. Before, because uh, uh, before we leave that topic, you know, if we're going to incorporate some type of gambling into it, are we saying that these are not related in any way to to crime? Well, no. I think I think definitely. I mean, there's like crime with the casinos and stuff. You know, people swimming with the fishes. I mean, perhaps you know, perhaps some type of deal with our kingpin type character or a separate type of of power structure well i i think i think the conflict the the conflict can be in the fact that the kingpin type character does not have control over the indian casinos and there could be sort of like a a, a mini gang war going on you know behind <laughs> behind the scenes there yeah, they're strong enough to oppose him and maybe they have some of the other smaller gangs siding with them instead of him they also have their mysticism and shit, which gives them an, an advantage. Yeah. Hey, what do you think? Pay the Hochi Mama to uh, rent out the Hochi Men <laughs> to protect them from the Kingpin. I I I I like Jonathan's idea of the 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 gang war strife is that you know the the Kingpin type character doesn't have as much control in those areas. Okay. What other uh, sorts of power bases in town? Well, the religious area. Um, so you got the I, priest gang. Yeah, the priest gang. <laughs> you know, we've got the Episcopalians and the Protestants. They're called they're called the Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> and they, we know where their evil headquarters is. <laughs> it's right in that church that we talk about by the college. <laughs> But I mean, maybe not gangs. But you know, I think the, I think the religious district should have some type of strife within it. You know, so can we call the gang the Altar Boys? Ooh, ooh, I like it. You don't fuck (laughs) with the Altar Boys. (laughs) And obviously, boys is spelled with a Z. Yeah. (laughs) And and the T is actually a cross. Yeah, Altar Boys, yo. I like it. No, what I was thinking is you could use the Knights Templar, and that the problem that the 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 strife is the Catholic Church is dealing with like another religion that moved in, like a Native American mysticism, or or a Buddhist, or you know something like that. Well, maybe sure. maybe that's how it appears on the surface, but what I also find interesting is maybe you know that this church is actually. Like it, it's the heads of this church are actually involved in a secret cult. Mm, I like it. <laughs> There's got to be cults somewhere. There's got to be your circle of thorns type. No, I, I like. I mean, you know, we're not going to have a church in our district in our area without it being corrupt. And that's oh, of course. Of- <laughs> <I mean> that- <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I was just thinking that the defi- defining the, the corruption may be something that falls more on Aaron's plate in the story. Yeah, let's not put too much control in Aaron's hands. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 just tell him what we what we want <laughs> run dance <laughs> monkey <laughs> like all right this is the story beginning middle and end all right aaron it should last about three game sessions so i think uh i think you're up for the task run it i don't know three that sounds long Ooh, good boy <laughs> <laughs> okay so cultists and I'll put a question mark there. We'll figure out where to put cultists. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, when I when I'm thinking of the when I, uh, at least with this um, church in, in our area anyway, or in our game, I'm not thinking corruption is so much like like gang or kingpin type corruption. Right. And I need to come up with a better name because I don't want to keep calling him kingpin. Um, but I am thinking more of the you know I like the cultist or some type of secret religious faction or something like that. Or maybe Boy, they're helping, or maybe they're help they're helping harbor somebody who's in their ranks that's a serial killer or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Anyway, obviously the the religious aspect brings up a whole slew of of possible hooks and storylines sure. and characters and plot twists. I like it. So. Um so we talked about church. We've talked about gangs. Uh, other power bases in town. Who's running the things under the city? Are they the a Moloch. power? Or are they just yeah. barely living? Head Moloch. Okay, I'm going to throw something out here, and Jonathan's going to hate it. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> what about vampires? Oh, dude. No, I'm not. You know, because I'm reading the the book, The Strain. Yeah, sure. That that that's what that's your what you're reading. It has nothing to do with this. Hey, I was thinking of suggesting it too, but that's just because I'm looking at pictures from Gen Con right now, and I'm seeing <laughs> some pretty hot vampires. Well, I mean, and you know, yeah, of course, there's the the X Men vampires, but I had the idea because I was reading The Strain. But even the X Men type vampires aren't bad because it lends itself to multiple vampire factions. You know, if we have Molochs, we have Molochs. You know, if we have vampires, we could have different factions of vampires, and it's more of a, you know, it is more of a, you know, a power struggle there. And maybe that's too many freaking power struggles in one city. Yeah, but, I don't know, like it. Jonathan does not like vampires. <laughs> when I, I don't, I mean, it would. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it would give them a reason to be under the city and not out in the sun. Why can't they just be hideous freaks instead of sparkly vampires? Oh, there would be no sparkling. I well, put my foot down sparkling. What about uh, you know some kind of uh, monster creature based off of Native American myth? You know, maybe like a, the, maybe these like were the a, cre- maybe these were creatures that were driven underground back during you know when the when the the tribe lived there you know a couple of hundred years ago. And maybe you know development has revealed and kind of freed them from from where they were being imprisoned. You know when I uh, when I saw the uh, when I pictured this in my head, what got me the most excited was I would like to have a race that's more docile, if that's if that's the right word, 
So the reason they're driven underground is because they're hideous or, or whatever. They're different. And I like the angle that most of civilization treats them like ass if they know about them. And I, I, that's what got me excited is our heroes dealing with these people that everybody else won't, you know, won't treat at all humane. But our heroes might be able to rise above that. But, I mean, just there's enough room to maybe have that and a vampire sect or something like that. Okay, I'm I'm with I'm with Tim on on that thing. Is because when I think about the the things that live under the city, I'm not really thinking about one specific type of thing as much as there's just dark monstrosities under the city, and you have no idea. Like if you go under there, you have no idea what you're encountering. You might encounter something Cthulian. It might be like a vampire. It could be you know it just things indescribable. I mean, maybe maybe it's just like not necessarily a power structure under there as much as it's just like, you know, being out in the wild. Like it's just, you know, things preying upon other things and all kinds of unnatural horrors. And Mom always said the city under the city was like a box of chocolates. You never knew what you were going to get. <laughs> it almost sounds like you're describing something like the Never Never from uh, the Dresden Files. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, there could be like giant spiders under there. Like you have no idea what what uh, what you're going to encounter. It's uh, it, but you know, going down there is very dangerous because you know bestial things set up layers down there and stuff like that. And sure, I, I imagine that it would be pretty pretty massive to where you wouldn't necessarily need uh you know just one power base controlling the the underworld so i mean so i mean are they are they connected in any way or i'm not familiar with this the never ever the never never the never never excuse me um so i mean it's next door to the never ever though paul you were close (laughs) man But, but a little bit away from the never after um so I'm not the only one that hasn't read the Dresden books. I'm on yeah. the first book. All right. So, I mean, basically, uh, like, I, I wouldn't think that the things under the city would be connected as much as they're just things that are unnatural. Like, there's, I mean, you Maybe know, if who there's knows? vampires down there, they're at odds with the vampires. I, I, I like they're the fighting. idea of the, of the underground being less defined. Because there could be, you know, you, I mean, you could have three separate adventures that that take place underneath the city, and it could be completely different depending on where you were or what you were dealing with. So let me ask this: um, Is at the beginning of the game, at the start of the game, is everybody familiar with what's going on under the city, or is that something that we reveal in game? Reveal in game. I, I like the idea of like you know rumors and stuff because I. Like I think, you know, hey, kids are disappearing, or hey, somebody saw something, something funky, that kind of right, thing. But, or, no, but not you know, knowing. Sometimes, sometimes predators come topside, yeah. or something but like that. And there, so, there are velociraptors in the sewer, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like okay, kind of an so urban I, myth kind of thing until the game starts. Prior to the game, it's all urban myth, and then as the characters plow through the world, they start understanding more of what's happening. I mean. It, it is a great way to not have a whole lot of homeless people. I think that 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the the city, the city for you know people coming in from out of town, they're like, wow, the city is, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of homeless. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, that's true. maybe there was an aborted, you know, to explain for our metro, maybe there was an aborted subway project. So we have old ass broken down subways under the city. Um, you know, which could lend itself to some cool stuff. Um, but you know, what, like as we're talking about it, and you know, I'm like, well, how do they keep from running into each other? And it would be kind of cool if you know, because when I was originally thinking about it, I was thinking like this one layer under the city, right? But now I'm imagining like almost like the roots of a tree under the city, but like all these different tunnels and all these different paths, and it's yes. just generally understood if you go under this, you know, if, if, if you go into those old abandoned subway tunnels, which is pretty much what the people in the city are familiar with. There are old abandoned subway tunnels, project got scrapped, no one knows why. Um, in general, going down there is a bad idea, probably, you know, and they assume it's homeless or shit like that, but in actuality, it's, you know, there are creatures and things that live in this branching area under the city that sometimes will come up into those subway areas or even have made homes in those subway areas or it's 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 generally dangerous enough where you know people know that if they go down there and try and navigate those those tunnels and stuff like that that they're probably not coming back out they're gonna get lost or thing and i i would assume a lot of deaths from like city workers going down there is due to that because maybe there's no you know uh good physical map of the of the underground layout of the tunnels and things like that maybe that was lost over time so i like it excellent any additional thoughts along this line no i'd like vampires somewhere but they under the city doesn't fit not for well, the like vampires I said, they... i'd like to see well uh uh, Wayne, tell me uh, what type of vampires you want to see. <laughs> I know what type of vampires he wants to see. Open those pictures. <laughs> That's right. I'm thinking like uh, I'm a big fan of Bram Stoker's Dracula. The three sisters there. I want hot, seductive vampires at some you know somewhere in the city. Vampires need to be you know definitely no glittery vampires. I like. Evil vampires. I like mystical vampires. I don't like the trying to explain it with science thing. I don't think it should be public knowledge that vampires exist. They're something that exists kind of in the shadows. They would have their own, you know, they would have their thralls that do things for them during the day. People that they're controlling, like, uh, you know, like Renfield in the all the Dracula stories, okay. things like that. I don't think they would be a major player in the city because. They're more in the shadows. They're something that people just don't mess with them. So are you thinking – okay, so so you're thinking more of that, not maybe along the lines of um, perhaps incorporating them into some type of business structure, you know, some type of you know business um, rivals to that kingpin type guy? Not even really that big. Maybe you know, one of them would be old and powerful – he would have a public presence, but it's more. This is old money. He's he's inherited it from his father, who's really him, kind of thing. Oh, and he can be a pen too. Oh, that'd be great. He could be a what? Oh, like a like from the William Penn family. Yeah, those assholes. <laughs> I just I like the idea of it being more of a not a big organization, not like one of these vampire councils or anything, 
but just a there is a vampire in the city and he has influence over people. But he's not trying to rival the the big crime lords because he's a vampire. He doesn't care about you know money or crimes or anything like that. He just wants to eat people. I want to put him in the church district as head of the Quaker Church. <laughs> you know, like, I seriously, actually, I really like the idea of putting him in the church district. But I, I actually, you know, Tim threw it out there. I, I like the idea of some type of tie with the Penn family. I mean, I, I always like that kind of shit. You know, so you know, maybe there is that tension with the with the Native Americans. Excellent. Oh, and he maybe maybe it was bec- they cursed him, and that's why th- you know one of his generations is a vampire. Look at that! that. It all ties together. Like Write that down. That. <laughs> Wayne, I I opened up these vampire pictures, and I'm just like, oh yeah, oh who's that one in the middle? Oh wait, that's Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> the hottest one of all. <laughs> so when we finally upload this, we're gonna have to make this our show picture. <laughs> that's Wayne right. And the hot vampire bitches. So vampires, uh, any other uh, power structure? Well, I mean, obviously, the there's like the, the mafia. I mean, yeah, I have but I mean, mafia. like a separate mafia from the Kingpin mafia. No, I mean, like you've got. Well, maybe you've got. I mean, mafia is. When you normally, say mafia? Are you talking Italian mafia or just organized crime? Well, I mean, you know, obviously, I think the biggest would be the the pasta mafia, definitely. But <laughs> what about the Irish so, mob? I mean, well, yeah, that's one. That's Mafia, mafia, mob organizations are very racial. So I would think that you know you, I while the while the Italians are, are the biggest, you know you've also got you know like the 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 Irish and and the Russians and oh Jonathan, we could put the whole Black Donnellys in here. Oh man, that'd be awesome, Black Donnellys. Oh, Black Donnellys were awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like something else, but. The Black Orions, the White, yeah. <laughs> the white Donnellys. Plus, plus, we're 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 in New Jersey. I mean, come on now. You can't have New Jersey something without having the mob involved. Just saying. So let's talk about City Hall. Tell me about the mayor. He's a bitch. He's so weak and pitiful. What do you guys think about that? He's probably in the pockets of everybody. <laughs> You know what I was thinking? I, I was thinking the true power in City Hall there was like the head, the head of the the the, the court system. Like you had this one judge that was kind of the man, and like even you know like the like the district attorney would kind of defer to this dude and you know all that stuff. I, I think that'd be kind of cool. My question is, what? How do we feel about City Hall feeling about our characters? Is City Hall pro superhero or are all superheroes vigilantes and there's something we have to deal with as well? I, I'm thinking along the vigilante line of things um, that they're they're not cool with it, especially if we're going to go with the corrupt City Hall. All right, uh, uh, I I'd like I'd like a a middle ground here where uh, officially, you know, they're not down with superheroes. And uh, you know that that's that's the stance that that the mayor and, and everyone takes, especially the people who are in the pockets of of uh, organized crime and things like that. Uh, but 
the average beat cop on the street, you know, it's kind of like Spider-Man. You know, the the higher up you get, the more they hate Spider-Man, but the lower you go, like, you know, the 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 cop on the street is is happy to see him, you know. You know, I I I just to elaborate more on the judge thing, I think that if you have a kingpin type character, the person that's elected mayor is going to be the person he lets be mayor. And so I'm thinking the only way to have any justice in the town is to have either the head of police or the head of the justice system be like, yeah, the the mayor's a douche balloon, but you know this is how we run things around here. We just don't we just don't play his game. Or you could have the district attorney like that. I don't know. I, I'm just thinking. That- I, I I agree, Tim. I I think that that there's some people involved in the legal system that would have to be good guys otherwise you'd never get anything done you'd have to go around killing people like you want to do (laughs) (laughs) and we can't have that no i mean they're they're so busy dealing with their bs that i can do what i want all right so here's the question uh, i guess oops sorry no i was just i was just bs and paul keep going Uh, so i was thinking okay so here's the question and it's not just in general just the superheroes you know is the general populace aware of supernatural superpowered elements i guess they'd have to be if there's a prison city right um, right superheroes you know, the, and supervillains would be known yeah but i mean the government would have to or or the town hall would have to be in support of superheroes if superheroes are going to be in charge of governing that superhero city that's a good point. Maybe it's well, are superheroes in charge of governing the city? The city? I mean, I don't think we've established that. Well, not the city, but they had to be part of the building of the super villain escape from New York scenario, though. Not right? necessarily. I mean, why couldn't that? Why couldn't because since uh, nobody has powers on that island, why would you need a superhero involved? I'm with Aaron on this one. Mm, I think the and, I think the less the less heroes there are, the better it is. Well, and and along those lines, you know, it might be you'd certainly be locking yourself into a certain type of game if City Hall was coming down hardcore unified against you know costumed vigilantes. But maybe there is a split. Maybe you know popular vote in the city is you know. 50-50 or 60-40 or something and maybe City Hall is split. Maybe you've got a judge who su- the, the powerful judge who supports it and the mayor who doesn't. Or maybe the chief of police supports it and the mayor doesn't. You know, you've, you've got some, some inner conflict and maybe there's enough divisiveness that they can't come down with a unified policy. Kind of like a Batman type thing where yeah. the, the mayor's not about it but the commissioner, or yeah. you know, the, the 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 law enforcement is generally in, you know, positive and, about the the vigilanteism. And and certainly, you know, each vigilante is going to be judged on his own, you know, because you may have a character, you know, say Paul's character is 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 a pretty straight up kind of guy, but you've got Tim who plays it, you know, pretty hardcore. So maybe they maybe Tim's a menace, but everybody likes Paul's character, you know. Because I can certainly see that Tim is a menace. Yeah, I, I, a total, yeah, I would, a, I would total, so. a total menace. Really, I, I don't, I don't know why he's not on the island. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know people. 
What do y'all think about that? I yeah, like the, I like this I like the split uh, the split kind of power structure. Yeah. So there's a conflict at City Hall, not really unified. Everybody on board with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And since we touched on it, let's talk a little bit about the prison. Um, are we on board with you don't need superheroes to run the prison? Yes. Yeah, I don't I'm even, okay with that. I don't even want guards, really. Well, I don't think you'd have guards. Uh, just for, based on what you guys described last time, you would have guards at the bridge. And you'd have guards like in boats on the water running regular patrols. Yeah. And maybe it may be a regular helicopter that that you know patrols the area, but you wouldn't have anybody on the other side of the gates. It would all be this side of the gate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree, yeah. totally okay. agree. But once once you're in there, you know, you're on your own. Yeah, exactly. It, it, uh, really, almost like Escape from New York. Once you're yeah. in, you know, it, it's like a government order to get you out. Okay. All right. So, this anybody else have anything else they they want to uh, say about city hall, how city politics is run, that kind of thing? No, I mean we're thinking just a general, you know, like a regular city power structure, you know, with a city yeah. hall and you know a and a mishmash of corruption, that that kind of thing. But but I, I yeah, I think Jonathan's right. There's got to be a, a few souls that are actually there to try to make things right. Sure. Okay, so what I want to do for the rest of our time is talk about the types of scenarios and the things you want to see in the game that will make the game cool. What's going to make the superhero game cool beyond what we've talked about in terms of the setting, the geography of the city, that kind of thing? You know, what kind of, of, of things are going to pop up in the game that, that, that are really going to excite you? And I'll give you an example. When I was sandboxing with uh, my, my home team and, and we were talking about uh, my sci-fi setting, one of the things that they were just hardcore about was giant robots. We want giant robots in the game. So, you know, along those lines, what, what, what's going to really you know, get you excited? What's going to get you jazzed about the Supers game? I, I can honestly... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, definitely costumes. I could definitely say I don't want giant robots. <laughs> yeah, same here. No giant robots. Why? What's wrong with giant robots? They're I mean, like, how, how giant are we talking? I mean, I'm not talking like skyscraper size, but, you know, like fair-sized robot. What's the problem? We, it gives Tim <laughs> what, some, what's a fair size a, a moderate a sized robot I, you know maybe a robot that's just big for its age is it bigger than the bread box <laughs> well you know like like you know a robot like in like in Terminator or not Terminator yeah, like a, in, uh, a robot that shops at the big men's store no, my like, limit no, is a robot my limit like size wise Robo-Cop. is Paul's mom anything bigger than Paul's mom I don't want to see it in the game <laughs> All which right, is so a pretty the, big robot the robots are going to be pretty big now <laughs> <laughs> so scientists constructed robots from our scientist dis- you know our scientist area i'm uh-huh. okay with yeah. that i'm okay yeah. with that i'm not okay with fucking gundam no 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 not like that man you can have okay. robots okay. that are shaped like lions but after they get really beat up they turn into a bigger robot I mean, we're we're not yeah we're not even talking like battle tech, <laughs> battle tech or anything you know, 
Like not even that size, I would think. Like just like larger like, what, than. What about Mecha Godzilla? What about no, definitely no. That's <laughs> no. <way> too big. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe for like one story, like maybe once, you know, you got giant robot attacking the city or whatever. But it would it, the story would have to be pretty fucking good in order for that to pass. Just letting you know. <laughs> okay, so well, so far we have no giant robots except maybe once. <laughs> I'm just going to put it except in, for that one time. I'm going to put it in just a little. Um, it's it's <laughs> kind of like anal sex, you know. You do it once to do it, but afterwards you realize it wasn't that great, and you you don't really need to do it ever again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I never need to do it that once. Uh, tights. We said we wanted uh, costume superheroes. Oh what yeah. Else? yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? What, what when you when you when you when you're thinking about the game? What are you thinking? You want to see? Oh, uh, um, I would like like sort of like mysteries are cool. Like cases, like mm-hmm. you know, having to do like investigative work and stuff like Batman style. Like because this the whole thing that we've concocted here just screams. You know, street level stories to me. You know, not yeah. really flying around the galaxy as much as like, you know, busting up some thugs. You know, investigating some warehouses. You know, things like that. Like that seems really cool to me. Sure, I want the evil, at least one of the evil bad guys, and I mean an evil bastard, to be taunting us while he's doing it, leaving not like not like Riddler clues, not over the top clues. But, yeah, I like the idea of him toying with us, leaving clues intentionally for us at the scenes of his crime because he's toying with us. And like I said, I don't mean cheesy, like, Riddler-type clues or, like, the old 50s Batman, you know, the old Batman Adam West series-type clues. I mean, maybe he carved a symbol into someone's flesh when he killed them. I I want a serial killer legend. What do you mean by that? Like I want a serial killer that they've got that's done killings from like 1960s onward, so the police are pretty sure it's not the same guy. Okay. But it's just like it's a it's a legend, so people are really worried that you know the same person's been doing it for 40 years or whatever. Sure. And it's just you the whole time. You no. (laughs) No, I didn't say that. I. And this one goes more to uh, Tim than Aaron. Yeah. Um, I'd like reoccurring villains, Tim. (laughs) 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 You know, so that we we know them. Because the reoccurring. One nun. I just can't can't shake it. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid nun. (laughs) Uh, Nuns. It's kind of, it sounds funny. funny. It's kind of like we're setting up a big bad uh-huh, a little exactly. bit. You know, it's not – I like that idea. You know, that you know there are elements that could carry over into other stories. It's not just like done-in-one stories. And I don't know if that's how normal games are played because I don't play games normally. So no, I don't play games. I'm not a yeah. nerd. I'm not a geek like you guys. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> <laughs> I, want um, a, I want a superhero that none of us really has any, any clue about. A superhero? Like, like a, yeah, like a new face on the scene or something that everybody's like, who the hell is that? Okay. And none of us have a clue. That'd be kind of cool. Well, Aaron's going to reserve that for adding in a new player. Wow. Okay. 
<laughs> I like how Tim just buys it too. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you what Aaron's gonna be doing, and you're like, okay, that's the way I like it, right? There. <laughs> um, I think we definitely need adventures into the areas under the city. Um, well, I think that's right. Like, why else? Why else will we create it? Well, like, well, he's look, asking what would make it cool. I want to go under the city because I think that would be cool. Me too. I want to. I want to fight on top of the monorail. Um. Hmm. What else do I want? I would. I would like the game to be constructed much like a comic book, where you have, uh, you know, more epic story arcs, but then you also have, you know, the the occasional one and done here or there and things like that. And I want you to stick to continuity, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> dead is dead. <laughs> Stick to continuity. Oh, and not necessarily dead is dead. Well, well you know, I no mean, de- no deals with the devil. Look, we have. How about the bad have... guys make deals with the devil? None for us. Oh come on! Yeah. I already put that in my character background. <laughs> <laughs> we we have to we have to go against dead is dead because we don't really know what Tim's character is going to do. So if we're going to have these reoccurring villains, dead really can't be dead. Well, and I, I I think dead shouldn't be dead if we're going to have the possibility for vampires or, uh, you know, some other type of creature. You know, I was looking online, um, you know, we were talking about Native American, uh, you know, legends and things like that. You know, I was looking about skinwalkers. Mm-hmm. Um, does everyone know what a skinwalker is? Yeah, we, we yeah. read Dresden, except for, <laughs> except for Wayne. And me. <laughs> and you. I'm I'm reading uh, and it. I read the first Holy book. Crap. Man. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, talk to us next year, Wayne. We'll talk about skinwalkers with you. Was that like a shapeshifter? Yes. They didn't create the yeah. concept there, so I mean they've the concept no, I know. for a long time. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's in Native American legends, a skinwalker is a person with the ability to turn into any animal he or she desires. Though they must first be wearing a pelt of the animal to be able to transform. So they'd have to actually you know, to, to turn into their victims, they'd actually have to skin their victims. Now, uh Aaron, I also want to go up against the three Billy Groats Gruff. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be cool to have a female love interest, like a Lois Lane. I can be your female love interest. We haven't made no. characters yet. Well, I'm just, <laughs> I was just talking in general. Why not? I notice he emphasized female, though. I think he's compensating for something. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we get to character stuff, that'd be a great time to throw some some of that stuff out. Like I like the idea of having uh, my character's female love interest having been turned by the vampire, so he has a vendetta against him. Holy crap, man! <laughs> or you could have one where there's more than one hero that are kind of vying for attention. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. I was thinking of a scenario. I, I want to see a building blowing up. You have to get the fu- the hell out scenario too. Get the fuck the hell out. <laughs> get the fuck crap out. <laughs> you know, that's one thing with the superhero story. I'd like to see us have a chance to do something super heroic besides just fighting bad guys. So a chance to actually save people or, you know, something like that. Just something where you have 
the opportunity to show you are a superhero, not just super beats people up guy. Oh, like we're dealing with a hurricane or some other natural disaster? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. It's a blizzard. Something. Ooh, blizzard. I like blizzard. Yeah. Sorry, it's set in the summer. Can't help you. (laughs) A summer blizzard. That makes it a mystery. Exactly. It's the weather wizard throwing some shit in there. No, he's called the weatherman, Paul. (laughs) The weatherman. I like it. What else, guys? I can't think of anything else. Just good. I mean, we've we've all read comics, obviously. So uh, let me. You ask. should know. You should know enough about about what each of us likes in <laughs> a comic book uh-huh. to know how to construct a comic book game. Sure. If um, you don't know, I'm not telling you. <laughs> no, I think the problem is one page will be shiny, happy, silver agey, and the next minute Frank and Castle's shooting somebody in the face, and then and page after that, Mephisto's cutting a uh, a, a vagina in your side. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't yeah, think Paul. we're talking. Yeah, but we're not talking. You know, it's kind of funny because we keep saying silver age, but I, I don't think any of us are thinking silver age. I think we're all thinking yeah. modern age. You know, modern age, you have, you know, you have heroism, but you have dark villains. You've got the potential for darkness in a superheroic story. So, I mean, I, I, I think we're thinking modern age. Yeah, yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking, I'm thinking like the the comics I started out reading in early '90s, like, you know, uh, Claremont and Jim Lee's run on X Men, superior <laughs> in every way to Victor Gishler. Just saying. <laughs> I think the point I was saying is it's hard to order a pizza with five people, so that if Aaron wanted to help make everybody happy, each piece would be something different, but the pizza itself would look ridiculous. Good Does that point. make more sense? I find ordering a pizza with two people impossible. Just saying. <laughs> I don't want olives on my pizza. So, I, I mean, like, I know what you mean, Aaron. Like, I, I like a pizza with everything on it. But I guess unlike you, I'm like, all right, who's the pickiest about their pizza? And then that's when we end up eating. Because if you like everything on your pizza, then what do you care if some stuff is missing? Like you go for the lowest. Because I miss my olives. Oh, Jesus. And you need that's to why you get a half a pizza with olives and a half a pizza with cheese. I want the whole pizza. <laughs> well, then you ordered two pizzas. <laughs> uh, okay, we, we mentioned... You know, we we mentioned Cthulian stuff earlier. Uh, is that something we really want to incorporate into our setting at all? I mean, whether it be creatures under the city or into the religious cult. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's a staple of everything that is cool. So, <laughs> photography. Uh, yeah, but but it wasn't a yes or no question, <laughs> or, or is it both? Are, are, are we are we saying they're creatures under the city and a, a cult or like one or the other? Well, I mean, yeah, I, like I mean, I mean, when I say Cthulhu, and I'm not talking about like oh, we encounter Cthulhu or anything even <laughs> you know directly related to the works of H.P. Lovecraft. It's just similar. Like you see, you see some weird, formless, tentacled beast. I mean, your mind immediately goes to like. Cthulian type creatures that's how they're described so that's what I was talking more about you know definitely not these unkillable things from beyond time and space as much as 
you know. Gotcha. I want Stuff a Ren that Fair. <laughs> you want a Ren Fair? Well, the, the theme of the sea is Rainsboro, right? Right. And you've yeah. got Kingsbridge and Night's Watch or whatever we're going to call all the some of the boroughs. Ooh, Night's I Watch, think I like be, it. I think it'd be cool to have like a Ren Fair that, you know, people could, you know, chaos could ensue. You know, some kind of citywide <laughs> festival. Kind of like, you know, we were talking about Little New Orleans and Mardi Gras. Maybe something that's more so citywide. It's citywide. Oh, that's great. There could be there could be a, a gay pride parade. There could be that, or <laughs> <laughs> or you know, what about the city's like 200th anniversary or some shit like that? You know, and and that causes strife because the city was founded on the fact that the Indians got screwed. Yeah, I like it. I was, th- I was, I like that idea. I was just thinking it'd be cool to have an annual event like Mardi Gras. Yeah, no, so I we, agree. You know, we could incorporate both. Maybe not in the, you know, in the same like campaign or anything, but you know, there'd be some point where it's like, yeah, you know, sometime in, I don't know, April. There's a this game. Days this game doesn't. Uh, this game doesn't have campaigns. It has trade paperbacks. <laughs> <laughs> we have story arcs. Story yeah. arcs. Oh, for God's sakes. We have miniseries and one-shots. In order to get the feel, you have to get the terminology right. Anything else? Um, I can't think of anything specifically. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I think we've got a ton of great potential. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so let me ask you guys this: player versus player conflict. Okay. What do y'all think about that? Uh, it needs to be balanced. As long as I win, I don't care. What do you mean? <laughs> by, what do you mean by balanced, Jonathan? Well, I just mean, uh, you know, PvP mechanically needs to be uh, needs to be balanced. I mean, you can't just have one particular build be the ultimate build, then everyone's going to take it, and then you don't even want to do PvP because you're like, oh well, you know, everything's just going to be like lurker killers and stuff. Well, and I, I and I'm just I'm not even talking about you know your your stats and whatnot. I'm talking about inner party conflict between player characters. Uh, if it's good for the story, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. If it's if it's good for the story, yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. If Tim's going to be Mister McShooty, we need to have that conflict. We need to be able to have it. We don't want the same conflict every week to get old, and we don't want to have you know multiple players ganging up on another and picking on them week after week. Or but, there could be – well, th- what I was about to say is there could be a conflict like between my character and your character, Wayne, because I'm obviously Tim's character's love interest. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm, sticking, I'm, sticking up, I'm sticking up for my man, you know, even though I know he's in the wrong, but I still have to side with him, even though I know he's a bloodthirsty maniac and he scares me and he hits me sometimes. But you, <laughs> but you know that you I can change him. I love your character him. even more. Like but you know character. you can change him. Yeah, that's that's what that's what I'm aiming to do. He's a project. I'm working on it. Well, I was thinking, not necessarily just thinking about Tim's character, but you know, like kind of like you. Wonder Man in Event. <laughs> yeah, but like Wonder Man in Avengers number two. You know, the the story could be that you know I wouldn't say a hero necessarily goes bad. You know, because but you know maybe he's possessed or maybe you know something. Well, then he's you know, down. <laughs> we better Jimmy, hope you make Tim's it hard to defend. possessed. 
in all honesty, I'm okay with verbal interparty conflict. I'm I'm not okay with it going to dice. Like I'm not okay punching somebody in the face because. But what if we're rolling social skills against you? <laughs> well, then Aaron will tell me what I'm doing. It's cool. It's cool. Well, all right. It's uh, all right. But here's how I think something should work. Like when you're talking about punching somebody in the face, I don't think that should go to dice. And I always disagree with with DMs who will break up a role playing session when the dude's like, "Oh, well, I hit him." And it's just like, well, roll your attack. Like, I think that breaks the flow of the roleplay because you're not aiming to do damage as much as it's a roleplaying moment. What do y'all think about that? I completely agree with him. There's nothing I hate more than trying to do something in character roleplaying wise and then someone going, okay, let's roll dice for it. Oh, no, he had he had too high a stats. You don't get it. It's Except one of the reasons I hate. Skills it's, need to always be used. If you don't have a high, if you don't have a, a bluff, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just go around acting like you can bluff. <laughs> you know that's well, why and, I hate, that's and, why I hate grappling in every role playing game because I always come up with something really cool I want to do, and it always ends up being a grapple attack. And grapple attack mechanics in every role playing game I've ever seen have always sucked. Too difficult to do cool stuff. Here's here's what I'm, I'll say about it. I'm okay with it as a role playing thing, but if Jonathan's like, I punch him in the face, and I put the neural inhibitor inside, in you know, in, in my <laughs> fist, and when I hit him, it neuralizes, it inhibits him, and then he's asleep or something stupid. And it's all role playing, so we're not going to dice. No, that's baloney. Yeah, but no, I, just, I, I punch agree him with in you the face and storm but... off. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's a if it's a move that d- isn't going to have a lasting impact on the other player character, I can see not using dice. If it's going to be something where I'm trying to disable him, cause him lasting injury, that kind of thing, I think it has to go to dice, unless the two right. players are agreed on the outcome. Yeah, Okay. I agree. So it, it, it sounds like for these types of circumstances where uh, you know it's a, it's a story device versus... Um, you know, something that really needs to go to combat when the two player characters are, are fully invested at odds with each other um, and saying when they're not fully invested at odds with each other, we just want to role play those circumstances out. If, you know, Tim and Jonathan are having a lover's quarrel, they're just going to role play that whole thing, you know, with, uh, you know, Tim backhanding his woman and setting her straight versus uh, uh, putting that to dice. And that yeah. will be stated from the get go. Right, and making Wayne and Paul feel uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, and, I, and I think that. I think if it I think if it's I think it should be something where where like if the players know there's going to be a fight that's going to take place between them between the characters, then you know like generally when superheroes fight they don't like fight each other they don't go all out with powers like. When Wolverine fights with Cyclops, he generally doesn't pop claw. Like, <laughs> or maybe just you know, a little. Just a little, yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, you know, like, you know, it could just be like, you know, we we throw down with one another and then we'd be more something Aaron would sort of describe sure. as taking place to the, to the other players and then if they want to get in and break it up or whatever – but, you know, it's never one of those uh, – we shouldn't describe every kick and punch. Sure. And I, I think that what we need to agree on the upfront, since this is the way you guys want to do this, is that 
both players have the have the right to say, you know what, I want I want to put this to dice. You know, somebody should be able to say, you know what, I I, I want if, it's because the other player may not be committed to what the other player is going to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking it's okay to role play it, but if it's got to go to dice, both parties should agree. Well, I think it's got to be agreed either way, or it doesn't happen. You know? Yeah. yeah. Because you don't want one of those, I walk up and punch him, and the other person be, yeah, but I can see him coming. I want to dodge. Right. I mean, because you could have a situation where you're, I mean, and this is, you know, certainly a dick move. But, you know, uh, one character is mad at the other character. They're in public. They're in their costumes. And one character goes, I'm just going to go up and pull off his mask. Well, you know, I, I can see where the other player character goes, the fuck he is. I'm well, defending. I, 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 I would like. I would like to think that even myself is more mature than to to pull something like that in a role playing game with other adults. And I agree. And, and, and I'm just citing an extreme situation. So you know, it is one of those things where I think it's appropriate for the other player to step up and say, you know, I, I'm not comfortable with where this is going. I'd rather do it to dice, or let's not do this. I, you know, let's let's do something else. Say what, the safe word. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I think we're probably talking a whole lot about something that we probably won't come up. But I would rather have done the work up front and be ready for it than than have it derail the game later on. No, yeah, I I agree. I had that conversation last night. I'm like, this probably won't come up, but if you're ever in a situation where you need me to stop, here's the safe word. <laughs> <laughs> it probably it'll probably never happen, but you know, just well, in case. It, in and that what, in that scenario, Aaron, I I think that it would be. I think both parties should agree, and if they can't, then you get the final. Like, if somebody tries to pull off my mask, and I say, "No, that's baloney. I've got this and this," and I see, and you're, I know you're going to try to do it. Let's dice it. And the other party's like, "I don't want to dice it." I think you got to make the final call. Sure, I'm cool because with that. there, if there that if there's that much animosity, you're going to have to be the judge of what's. Dice yeah, because Aaron's getting off. Aaron's getting off the hook a lot in this whole <laughs> in this whole thing. Like, like for instance, you know, if I I know that if Aaron doesn't like one of our characters and wants to kill him off, all he's got to do is possess him and let Tim do his thing, <laughs> and then we all we're all gonna we're all gonna blame it on Tim. So, I think I think Aaron should have to pick up some of that some of that hate slack. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> okay. Um, and tell anybody my power is to possess people. <laughs> and you just you, you possess the ones that you want to kill. Right. A girlfriend, she was possessed. She had to go. Yeah. She, she's down. Repeat after me, Wayne. Imhotep. Let me get this gun. Hold on. All right, go. <laughs> I like it. Well, and they're not even really possessed. It's just you know telepathy. You know. <laughs> or mind control. Okay. Um, anything else you guys want to cover tonight? We call that social skills, Aaron. <laughs> 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 well, we have reached the point where our next session, we're going to talk about character concepts. We're not going to go to system or dice yet. We're just going to each pitch the character that you want to play. And now you got to think about the type of character I want to play. 
And, you know, you might want to have a couple of characters because, you know, you might just think, oh, you know, maybe I want to play, you know, the strong guy. And then somebody else picks the strong guy and you like his concept. So Guido? Exactly. No one Uh, wants to be Guido. Or maybe you need a big Guido. Maybe you need a backup character because Tim might shoot you. Exactly. So, you know, think of a couple of things, you know, in context with, you know, the – the uh, city and be prepared to talk about not just their powers, but you know what they're like, their secret identity. You know, if they have one, you may have somebody who's got a very public identity. Um, And then, uh, you know, maybe what their origin is. Okay. So that's your homework for next time. Oh, and also be thinking about who your supporting characters are. God damn, Aaron. Yeah. That's enough. No more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good chef guys. And let me clarify, that was good shuff. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to call you out. (laughs) Knights of Rainsboro is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. Intro music generously provided by Derek K. Miller. For more information about Derek and his music, visit penmachine.com. Outro music is provided courtesy of Dan Kelso. You can find these and other great pod-safe tunes at musicalley.com. All goat sex involved in the production of this podcast was purely consensual. Music